Let's just say one more prayer. Lord God, we just come into you right now, Father. We thank you and we praise you. Lord God, you are truly worthy to be praised. You are truly worthy to be exalted. God, we honor you today. We thank you for who you are. Lord God, we thank you, Father, for what you are doing in our lives currently. We thank you for what you've done in our past, keeping us, Lord God, and we thank you, Father, for what is yet to come in our future. God, we lay everything that we are, that we have, and that we do at your feet today. Father, we ask that you would speak to us clearly, that help us to hear, Holy Spirit, help us to hear what it is you would have for us. Help us to understand it, help us to take it in, Help us to hold it in our hearts and then help us, Holy Spirit, to apply it to our lives daily. I pray that I would increase and that you would increase in me today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And we all said, amen. So we entered into a series last week and Pastor Ryan started us into a series. If you were not here um, you may be able to find that on YouTube, um, but I will give you a quick summary. And the message or the series that we're in is the Bible study series. And last week, Pastor Ryan talked to us about knowing our weapon. And in doing so, he shared with us you know, how important it is for us to know our weapon, which is the Bible, uh, how to study it. And then he began to do a study right there with us on the story of Goliath. And he began to pick apart and pull out all of these details um, about that story that maybe some of us never seen before. Um, details about the story that are not right there in, uh, well, they're, they're in plain text, but sometimes we just read right over them. And he said, if we take a moment to slow down and really look at the, the text, we will see the context in which it was written. We will see the depth um, and in our life that we live, slowing down is not a part of what we do, right? We are go, go, go as quickly as possible. If we can make it faster, that's what we do. And um, a lot of us, and there's nothing wrong with this, but a lot of us get on to um, the Bible app and we just read that morning little excerpt and we just keep it pushing. But the Bible tells us that we should meditate on God's word, that we should meditate on his precepts. And what that means is, is slow down and take a little time to really uh, allow that to permeate our hearts and our minds um, so that we can gain understanding. And that's what Ryan was talking to us about last week. And this week, I want to talk to you um, in the same area. We're talking about Bible study. We're talking about knowing our weapon and this week, I want to talk to you about how to use that weapon. So 
You might think, well, you already told me how to use the weapon when you told me how to study the Bible. But no, that's knowing your Bible, right? How to use your Bible. When I say that, what I am saying is, um, well, let's, let's look at it this way. When you think about a weapon, right? A weapon is something that is used for defense. Sometimes it is something that is used for offense, right? Um, sometimes you use a weapon to practice, and then sometimes you use a weapon to learn. So when I talk to you about knowing how to use your weapon, number one, we have to understand where we're at. What is the situation? What is needed? If I have an assailant bust through those doors and he's coming in to attack, what do I need my weapon for in that moment? A defense, right? I need it for a defense. <clears throat> but if I see an assailant and before he has an opportunity to attack me, I go to him, then I'm using it in an offense, right? I'm going to him and I'm taking control of the situation before he can get to me. If I don't know how to use my weapon, and let's just say it's a gun, right? I don't know how to use my weapon, so I go to the gun range and I practice with my weapon. Or what if I've never used one ever in my life? And I hook up with one of my friends and I'm like, hey man, I purchased a weapon and I need to know how to use it. Then that person can teach me with my weapon how to use it. Does that make sense? So if we're looking at the Bible, it's, it's the same concept. There are times when we need the word of God for a defense. And there is a time when we need to go on the offense. There's a time when we need to learn and there's time when we need to be practicing. How do you practice using the word of God? I tell you, my children, you know, they're blessed to be able to go to uh, a Christian school. I'm thankful for that. Um, and when they're at this Christian school, Theo is seven years old. He's in the first grade, and that's my youngest. And he came home the other week and he had scripture that he had to memorize. And my wife was like, do they really expect for him to memorize this scripture? <laughs> like, it's like a whole paragraph. What are they thinking? And, and you, I, I don't know. Depending on who you are, I'm sure that, you know, some of us here have different views of the educational system, right? And some people have said that, you know, if you go into other countries, the people there are so smart because they have higher expectations. So some people here in the States feel like we have low expectations and some are like, man, no, like they expect too much. It's all over the place. But the point is this, what I am excited about is that my son at seven years old is expected to learn and practice the word of God, to memorize it. 
And no matter where you lie on the spectrum of education and expectations, the Bible says that we are supposed to take in the word of God. We are supposed to write it upon our hearts. What I believe that means is, is we are supposed to allow it to get into our minds in such a way that it is memorized. Why? What is the purpose? In those times when we need a defense, a defense, what kind of defense? When the enemy is attacking our minds and we need something to combat it with, right? We need a truth. The enemy's telling me, you're no good. You're not good enough. Well, if I allowed the Bible to get into me, a scripture such that, that responds to that, uh, I, am, I am the head and not the tail, right? I am a royal priesthood, right? This is scripture. Now, we have to believe that. But the point is, is that if it's there, then we can utilize this. We can remember, we can remind ourselves that what the enemy is saying or what we're thinking, however you want to view it, that's, that's not true about me. I, I am something. I am good. I, God made me with purpose. In Jeremiah, it says before he knew, or not before he knew, before we knew, before we were even formed, he already had a plan for us, right? If, if you know that, then you look at life differently. That is the defense. That is the thing that we use. Let's, let's dig in. Let's dig in to the scripture and the lesson for today. So as believers, first scripture I want to bring to you, as believers, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 tells us this. And this lines up with the whole defense point. It says, but in, this is the amplified version, FYI. If, you, if you're in your Bibles or if you're in your Bible app, if you have a Bible, it's a specific version, you well, it will read differently. If you have a Bible app, then you can pull up the Amplified uh, Classic version and or it will be behind me here. It says, but in your hearts set Christ apart as holy and acknowledge him as Lord. Always be ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks you to account for the hope that is in you, but do it courteously and respectfully. That is the word of God right there. And it is talking about a defense. When somebody comes to you and asks you, why are you so happy? Well, because I have the joy of the Lord. What, and what does that mean? Some of us are freeze. We're like, oh, I, I don't, uh, you know. Or we might give them a canned answer, you know. What does that mean, the joy of the Lord? Well, I'm saved. 
and Jesus loves me. <laughs> and they're like, what does that mean? You know, they become that annoying child who asks 50,000 questions. And you're like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And you just run away. But the thing is, is that if we know scripture, if we read our Bible, if we get in and we study out our Bible, then these things will make sense to us. We will have a defense. Let's talk about an offense. And this is, this is really the, the big story of my message here. Has anybody here ever heard of the Romans' road to salvation? Yes? I want to... Please, I want to see hands. If you've, if you've heard of the Romans' road to salvation, okay. Cool, 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 cool. So, I heard of it, but I had never, I'd never taken the time to look at it, okay? Um, I was probably 30-something before I was like, what? Like, and, and the truth be told is that I kind of stumbled upon it because I was reading Romans, and I was like, oh, this must be it here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it, it's literally very plain. If you, if you just read through Romans, it just, it shines. You're like, this must be it. And, and here's the thing. I was not completely correct. Like I didn't have, you know, we'll call them stops, right? If you're on a road or a journey and you're like, boop, 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 you know, here's stop one, here's stop two. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have all the stops. All I knew was as I was going along this journey, I knew it was like, oh, that is definitely got to be a part of the salvation message in this Romans road thing, right? So I, I had to go and I, I looked it up. You know, I went and looked it up and I wanted to see what exactly are people specifically talking about when they say this. Because I can just take and be like, hey, you want to know Jesus? Go and read Romans. You know, but that might be overwhelming for someone. And this is what we're talking about when we're talking about knowing how to use your weapon. If we, right, if we are, if, if we have a weapon that God's given us, and last, last week, Ryan, he had this massive sword that he was waving around, uh, Thank God we have insurance. But he had this massive sword. So I already know what you were thinking. I know what you were thinking when I said that. Because I thought it too. And I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, let's stay focused. He had this massive sword that he's waving around. And he's telling us that our Bible, which is what the word says, is like a two-edged sword. Right? It's very sharp. And it's, it's meant to slice uh, and, and, and remove uh, parts of our spiritual, uh, this, this. it removes the stuff that's not supposed to be there, right? Um, and if that's the case, if that's the truth, then this Bible, if it can remove the things that are not supposed to be there on me, then it can remove it from other people. Yes, would you agree? Now, unfortunately, some of us in the Big C Church, we just take and we're flailing that weapon everywhere, 
you know, and we're like just wounding people. We're slicing and dicing them up and they're walking away, running away sometimes with these wounds that were inflicted, you know, instead of surgically done, right? Have you ever heard those stories? And I'm not going to get off track, but it just popped in my head. Have you ever heard those stories about the people who get plastic surgery and it's like they just get done wrong? <laughs> butchered, yes. I see. They get absolutely butchered and it's because they went to somebody that didn't know what they were doing or didn't really care about what they were doing. But if you go to a surgeon, someone who knows how to use their tools to do what they do, they will surgically remove only what is desired. Right? That is what the expectation is for us as Christians. Not that we are supposed to be removing anything, but if you know your word, if you've been using your word, then when it comes to certain people uh, who need something, you can, or, or, or maybe they're hurting, or maybe there's something going on in their life, you can use the word to surgically remove that hurt. Or maybe apply something that they need. And if you do it right, they will go away much better than they came to you. That's why it is important for us to know how to use our weapon. So we have what is called the Romans road to salvation. That is that is a technique. Right. If this was surgery, if we were talking about surgery, this would be a technique. We're going to do heart surgery and we are going to use the RRS technique. <laughs> the RRS, RRTS technique, Romans Road to Salvation technique. And what we're going to do is step one or stop one along the road. We are going to look at Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Now, remember, our weapons can be used for defense, offense, learning, teaching. Yes? Right now, I am teaching you. Right now, you are learning. Okay? Romans chapter 3, verse 23. It says this. Since all have sinned and are falling short of the honor and glory which God bestows and receives. Uh-oh. Since all have sinned and are falling short of the honor and glory which God bestows and receives. Okay, so that reads a little weird, probably because the version. But basically, for those of you in a different version, it just basically says, we all have fallen short, right? We all have sinned. We all have came in right under the line that God has 
placed. Some of us, when we talk about salvation, we've heard it put this way. It's the good news. Yes? It's the good news. So, in order for there to be good news, there has to be bad news. Right? This, this is the bad news. What? Look at it. All have sinned and have fallen short of the glory and honor of God. Wouldn't you say that's bad news? That stinks. Bad news. Wait, what's the good news? Is there good news in here? I know some of you are stumped like, what? Watch this. It's all in how you state it. You ready? I'm going to read it one more time. All have sinned and are fallen short of the honor and glory which God bestows and receives. That's the good news. Everyone's doing it. You're not alone. I'm not alone. Everyone's doing it. That's the good news. You see how it works there? Everyone's doing it. I know you've heard that before. Like, they're like, come on. Everyone's doing it. Well, guess what? I'm just saying, no worries. It's okay. Everyone's doing it. That's the good news. The bad news is, I'll look close at my notes here. Everyone's doing it. <laughs> you see, that's the bad news as well. <clears throat> because, well, everyone's doing it. Like, what are we going to do? So we move on from there. But that's the way we start, right, with this, this technique. You come in, you get real close, and you say to somebody, it's okay. Everybody's doing it. And they're like, oh, thank you. Thank you. You're like, let's continue, shall we? Let's continue to, let's continue to do this operation, right? Check this out. Think about this. Some of us have been referred to, all of us have been referred to, in the scripture as tools. Yes? We're, we're tools for God to use. We want to be used. So, what if you are a scalpel? You can be a sharp scalpel or a dull scalpel. Do you know how you get sharpened? Yes! Exactly! And if you are reading your word and you're allowing that to be in there, then what really happens is this. You become an automated tool, right? God's just like, ka -ching. Press the button, you're like, <laughs> right? But that's because of the word of God. It's not even you that's doing it. It's the programming, 
What? Chancy, I just blew their mind. They're not ready for it. Anybody here, you know, like human beings are becoming obsolete in the world today, right? That'll never happen with the word of God, though. We will always be important. Isn't that cool? Come on. We will always be important. Why? Because if we receive the correct programming, like some of the robots do, you know, robots, they, they can make french fries and flip burgers. They can make pizzas. Literally, in Canada, there is a box that you walk up to and, okay, I'm going to get distracted. It'll make you a pizza right there. I was like, wow. I wanted to buy one, but we didn't have time. So, anyways, here we are. We've got the right programming, and if we use it, we just come in there, and that very delicate work begins to happen through us via the Holy Spirit. And next thing you know, somebody has been healed because of the Word of God. Let's continue. Next step. Second stop. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. It says, But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, died for us. Wow. What's the bad news? Remember, there's always bad news and good news, right? We're there to share the good news. So there's got to be bad news. What is the bad news? Now, before I continue, I want to remind you that right now I am teaching you how to use your weapon. Let's not forget that. I need for you to leave here having heard everything I've said and being able to use it. What is this called that we're talking about right now? Say it again. Romans Road to salvation. Yes? It's just a technique. Remember, I don't care if you want to look at it as the Romans Road to salvation or if you want to look at it as a surgical technique or what? Oh, there you go. Okay, brother, I love it. And here's the deal. If we use it, if you use it for yourself, if you use it for someone else, remember, it's all a part of using your weapon. It's just you knowing what situation you're in. Is this a time where you need to be on the offense? Is this a moment when you need to be practicing it? Okay, let's keep moving. The bad news in this scripture, Romans Chapter 5, verse 8. But God knows or shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, died for us. Bad news. We stink. While we're still sinners, we, we stink. We can't seem to get it together sometimes. But the good news, the good news is while we are still sinners, 
He unconditionally loves us. Unconditionally loves us. In spite of you and me, our God still loves us. Even though we are undeserving of it. Bad news. Bad news, we are undeserving of it. Good news, he still gives it to us. That's Romans chapter 5, verse 8. That is step number two. You come in really close to the person and you look at them after you've already told them it's okay. We're all doing it. And you say, hey, God loves you. He loves you. No, 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 no. It, that doesn't matter. I, I know. I know. I know what you did. Regardless, stop. He doesn't care. He loves you. Again, just carving away at that heart, removing all that hard stuff. And, there, and somewhere in there, something is happening. Something is stirring. Mm. I don't know about you. I feel it. Step three. Stop three. Romans chapter six, verse 23 Wait, 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 wait. Before I move on, I need to go back. The good news of that last scripture. He unconditionally loves us. And watch this. I forgot this. This was in my notes. He unconditionally loves us and was willing to pay a price to prove it. God, that was good. I almost forgot that. He was, not only did he, he put, you know, we have money that we pay for things that we want hear what I just said there. We have money to pay for things that we want. Jesus. So when somebody says, if you really want this, you will put your money where your mouth is, right? Pay for it, buy it, whatever. Yes, all of those are right. But put your money where your mouth is. I believe in this. Put your money where your mouth is. I think God it. Put your money where your mouth is. The devil said, you want these disgusting people? You think they're worth something? Put your money where your mouth is. God said, all right. I'm going to send me down there to deal with all that you have. And I'm still going to make you look like a fool. He paid the price. So watch this. This next one is really good. Wait, is it the next one? Yes, it's the next one. It's really good. I thought this was very clever, okay? <laughs> I'm just telling you now so that you can be excited with me when you hear it. <laughs> okay. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. It says, for the wages which sin pays is death. But the bountiful free gift of God is eternal life through, in union with, Jesus Christ our Lord. You come in real close to that person, you said, hey, it's okay, everybody's doing it, and God loves you in spite of that. And check this out. Let me tell you, just in case we're unclear, all of the stuff that you already feel horrible about, it leads to death. So you ain't got to feel bad about giving it up because nothing good comes out of it anyway. Let it go. It's no good, right? 
Now, we know it's not always that easy. So we have to give room for the word of God and the Holy Spirit to continue because that's one of those, you know what I mean? You see those doctor movies, those doctor TV shows and medical, and they're like, you know, stat, give them and do this. Hand me the stat. I just know that word. That's it. <laughs> and it's like, let's get in there. And then all the bells and stuff start going off like, bling, 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 bling. And they're like, give me some oxygen. Stat. <clears throat> let's get in there. And they're like, I need this. I need this tool. We got to cut off this. We need to turn this off. We need to stop this from leaking. We're about to lose them. In, in spiritual terms, that's when we tell somebody, you should walk away from the sin. And they're like, ah! <laughs> right? You want me to stop doing what? <sighs> you know, and their flesh begins to boil under them. And they're like about to pass out because they understand, or at least they think they do, how much they need this thing. They're addicted to this thing. They got to have this thing. I can't live without this thing. And the bells are going off. And they're like, Get this person some more Jesus. Holy Spirit, come now. Yes, stat. We need you, right? And we're, you know, we, we start to freak out. But guess what? Guess what? We have to remember we are an automated tool. Our programming will take over. There's no need to stress. When you are trying to convince somebody of who God is, you don't need to convince them. All you need to do is share with them the word of God, and it will go in. It will do the work no matter how long it takes. They will get it. So, bad news. There is a price that has to be paid. Bad news. Good news, God is open to tab. I love that, that was, come on. That was so cool. I was like, yes, God is open to, that was it. You guys missed it. Come on, I'm gonna do it again. Bad news, there is a price to be paid. Good news, God's open to tab. Yes! <laughs> Seriously, though, think about that. For those of you that have went to a bar, if you know that guy, there's a guy that says, hey, open my tab up. It's around on me. It never happened. <laughs> it's just in the movies. You've seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, side note, I, I always thought to myself, that's crazy. <laughs> that stuff is expensive. <laughs> like, when I found out how much that stuff costs, I was like, why do they do this again? <laughs> I, I mean, but nonetheless, an open tab. That means, it doesn't mean that you can repeatedly, that's not, don't confuse it, Right? When that person says open the tab, he's not saying open that tab for everybody to drink what they want. He says open the tab, I got around on everybody. 
Jesus paid the price one time. He paid the price one time. Your tab, like your bill, he, come on. God is out there paying bills. Look, y'all, some of y'all was like, mm, hallelujah, paying bills, Jesus. There's the crowd out there that's like, thank you, Jesus, for bills paid. Hallelujah. Listen, he's out there paying, like he paid bills. There was a bill that needed to be paid, and it got paid. We just need to recognize it. We need to take advantage of it. Man. Stop four, step four. Romans chapter eight, verse one. It says, therefore, there is now no condemnation, no adjudging, guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the spirit. The bad news is there is there is all kinds of condemnation awaiting the sinner. There is no shortage of condemnation. And guess what? The condemnation can come from you. It can come from right here inside your head. It doesn't have to come from anybody else. Although it will come from other people, there is no shortage of it right here in our own head. Look at what you did. Look at how you messed up. Look at what you did. You keep messing up. You can't get it right. You can't get it right. Like, it's just over and over and over. And then you got that one person that comes up like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I heard you did so. Oh, seriously? Come on. Like, I'm dealing with it enough. I don't need your help destroying my, like, this is the truth. So, the bad news, all kinds of condemnation awaiting sinners. The good news is, in Christ. It's just swatted down like, okay, not everybody here looks at memes, okay? I know, I know. This one I thought was clever, but I knew that not everybody has seen it. But I'm going to go with it anyways. There's this meme out there, and it's Shaquille O'Neal. And there's words that are like flying in. You know, it's like anxiety, stress, you know, and he's like... You know, and he's just swatting it away, right? They fly in, it's like stress. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's when you are in Christ Jesus, that's how this condemnation thing works. Well, I know you did. <laughs> nice try. Yep, you thought, right? And you just swat it away. You're not a real Christian. <laughs> oh, nope. <laughs> that was not for me. Like, and we can be that bold, we can absolutely be that bold. As a matter of fact, I love those moments. You know, at the beginning, at the beginning of this, you heard me say that if we are doing, how did I say it? Let's see. It's in the scripture, right? It says, always be ready to give a logical defense. It's first Peter, right? Always give, always be ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks you to uh, account for the hope that is in you, but do it courteously and respectfully. I love those moments. I love to be able, when people come to me and they're like trying to just kill me, right? I thought you were a pastor. I am. Well, you're not supposed to do so-and-so. You're right. And neither are you, but we're all doing it. So, hey, 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're all doing it, and guess what? Jesus said that there's no condemnation for me or you if you would like to know him. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just taking the opportunity to be like, I can sin whenever I want to. No, but what I'm saying is, is that you're not my judge and you cannot come at me that way. If you're coming to encourage me, it sounds different. If you're coming to attack me, you can turn around and walk away because there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. There is accountability. But it sounds different, and we know what that sounds like. We know what that feels like, right? There's conviction that comes from the Holy Spirit. Again, we know what that feels like. So knowing the difference allows us to freely be able to handle those situations, right? So step number five, Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and in your heart believe, then it says, adhere to, trust in, and rely on the truth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The bad news, if you don't, there's hell. Let's just put it there. Put a pin in that so you can at least remember it. Don't dwell on it, but know it. The good news, there is eternity with Christ. And there, ladies and gentlemen, is the Romans' road to salvation. I have just equipped you with the ability to share the gospel. I have equipped you to be a minister. I have equipped you to lead people to salvation. Unfortunately for you, you no longer have an excuse. <laughs> Trick! <laughs> Lord, you're in. You're like, oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. Oh, shoot. So the next time we're like, When's the last time you shared the gospel? Well, pastor, I don't know how to. Oh, oh, I turned you into a liar. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <clears throat> listen, listen, how to use your weapon. Now, I've talked to you today, right? And I've told you from the beginning that our weapon our weapon can be used in a time of defense, in a time of offense, in a time of learning, practice, and teaching. The Romans road can be used in all of those methods. I am asking you from today going forward, number one, start by practicing. All you have to do is Google the Romans road to salvation. You can just Google Romans Road. You might get a few extra things, but it will be there, I promise. If you go in and you begin to look at that, then you can practice and you can prepare yourself. You can ready yourself to preach the gospel. 
And I'm telling you right now, it is far better. And you will get far more out of this preaching that I'm telling you about than this preaching. I promise. It is far better to minister to the people in your surroundings, at work, at school, wherever. Far better than it is to preach here on this stage. I am equipping you and I am giving you the tools to do it. Don't be afraid of it. Love it. Because the more you practice it, the more you get it inside of you, the more you, then, then you, will, you will be comfortable teaching somebody. You will be comfortable in knowing the timing when you need to jab instead of slice, right? Or when you need to slice instead of jab. Or sometimes just step back, quote a scripture to block whatever is coming at you, right? You're not saved. There is no condemnation. Shink, 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 shink. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we need a bulletproof vest because the bullets be flying, don't they? From our loved ones, from our friends. And if we use the word right, we'll be protected. That's a whole nother message. Eddie been preaching to me all week last week about the armor of God. I'm like, bro, I already preached that. Get off my back. I'm just <laughs> but listen, the beauty of that is, is that he's learned to use his weapon. And when you, when you get good at using it, you don't care who's there. You're just happy to use it. Hey, watch this. Bang, 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 bang. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro. All right, go ahead. That's cool. <laughs> like, like, you just love to use it. Or you love to use it because you find yourself being protected. You find yourself being protected by the word of God. I want to have you guys out of here at a good time. So this is what I'm going to say. I was going to walk through this, but this is what I'm going to do. Because I was going to piggyback off of Ryan's message after sharing with you how to use your weapon, I was going to then go back and then walk through it the same way Ryan did. Now, I know you think I just walked through it, but I did not just walk through it. I just told you this is, this is a skill. This is a tool. This is something you can use. This is part of your weapon. This is a back, you know, this, that's a backlash and a, a jab, right? That was one technique, you know, when you're in boxing, it's like you got the left, right, you know, hook. It's a combination. I just gave you a combination to use. But what I, what I wanted to do was I wanted to follow that combination up, and I wanted, to, I wanted to just give you the why it works, right? I wanted to really break it down. But I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to ask you to do it. I'm giving you homework. This is really easy. I want you to go find the Romans Road. I need you to write this down, Okay. It's a combination. You ready? It's like one of those up, down, left, right, left, right. Control, alt, delete. <laughs> Select, whatever. All right? Step one. Step one. Romans 3, 23. 
I want you to read one verse above and read one verse underneath. Okay? It's going to blow your mind. I'm telling you right now, you're going to be like, oh my gosh. How did he do that? I didn't. God did. He's that amazing. I just gave you five scriptures, one-liners, bang, 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 bang. But now I'm telling you to go to those one-liners and I want you to read one scripture, one verse above it, and one verse below it. Step two, Romans chapter five, verse eight. Again, one above it, one below it. That was step two, Romans chapter five, verse eight. Romans chapter three, this is step three. Sorry, not chapter three, I apologize. Step two is Romans chapter five, verse eight. Five colon eight. Read one verse above it, one verse below it. So I need you to, that's what I need you to write that down, right? So I give you the step, write down the verse, write down the, uh, the verse numbers, and then one above, one below. <clears throat> one more time, step one, Romans chapter three, verse 23. One above, one below. Step two, Romans chapter five, verse eight. Did I say Romans chapter 3, 23, right? On the first one? Yeah, okay. Two, Romans chapter 5, verse 8, one, one above, one below. Step three, Romans chapter 6. Step three is Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Step three is Romans chapter 6, verse 23. This one's different. This one, you're going to read two above. Why? Because it's the last one. But even still, even still, I'm telling you, you would think, oh, it's because he had us doing one above and one below. This one is, is two above, and it's still going to blow your mind. Because it's, it's just going to just snuggle right down into what was said. And you're going to be like, oh, my gosh. That's why I told you when I read through Romans, it was just like, bang, 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 bang. And I'll, this is it. This is it. This is it. And then I found out there was only one liners. And I was like, wow, they're missing a lot. <laughs> but it's meant to be simple, right? But if we will oh, just step four, Romans chapter eight, verse one. Step four, Romans chapter eight, verse one. Read two below. Read two below. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Read two below on step 4. <clears throat> Listen, it will not be said that at the body Dayton, we don't know how to read our Bibles. It will not be said that at the body Dayton, we don't know how to use the weapon that God has given us. It will not be said. Step five, or stop five along the journey. Romans chapter 10, verse nine. Romans chapter 10, verse nine. We're gonna read one above and read one below. That's step five. Romans chapter 10, verse nine. 
Read one above, read one below. Now, for all of you overachievers, which I know that you're out there, Holly, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I can do that. <laughs> Chancey told me to. <laughs> um, go nuts. Go nuts. Get in there and just read through all of Romans. You're like, what? Just a quick little tip. When you're studying your Bible, <clears throat> right now what I'm telling you is read one above, one below, or read two above, or read two below. What it is, what is happening there is you're getting context. If you are unsure about what you've just read in that one-liner, or you're like, hmm, well, then you read, you read a one above and one below. But then let's say, you know, you felt, I'm going to read a chapter. Uh-oh. If you're going to read a chapter, you might as well read three. You read that chapter, you read the one before it, and you read the one after it. You will be surprised. I was doing a Bible study with Alan Arnold. We're live, by the way. We're live. And I'm, I am talking about Romans 12, and I'm getting all into it. I'm just bouncing all around, just going right down through there. I'm like, this is good, this is good. And I'm like, Ryan or Alan, do you have anything? And Alan goes, well, you know, in verse 13 it says, and I was like, calm down. You make me look bad here. <laughs> but because I had asked him to prepare for us to do this together, he on his own went and read before and after. And when he began to talk, he brought so much context to what I was talking about. And I just was like, yes, absolutely. You had one arm that was like, and then the other arm came in and was like, <laughs> and it was just like, we was just dissecting cats, you know? And I was like, yes. Do it, Jesus. Take these people apart and put them back together. Because I do not want to be alone in this cutting and slicing and dicing. <laughs> you know? And let me tell you, you're going to realize that as you read this Bible, while you're just, you can't wait to use it, you need to know that it's being used on you. You are the, it's like, it's not experimental whatsoever, but it's like an experimental procedure. And you're the one is the test dummy. As you read through this scripture, it's just slicey dicing you up. And you're like, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh. And then you go out and you're like, check this out. So your homework, go and look up. You can, you can Google if you want to. I've already given you all the scriptures. But if you want to see what some other people have to say, go ahead. But you have all the scriptures, you have all the steps, you have all the stops. And I want you to study it out above and below, above, above, below, below. And I'm telling you, I've just given you a code to like, I've given you a cheat code. For you gamers out there, you just got a cheat code. Just unlock some stuff. Just giving you new abilities. 
Can we bow our heads? Lord God, I just thank you and I praise you. I thank you for who you are in our lives. I thank you, God, that you are equipping us. God, you are, you are the master of the universe. And God, you are equipping us to be your avengers. Hallelujah. You're equipping us to do the work of your hands. You're, you're equipping us to be your hands and your feet. And you have given us tools that are way beyond us. But if we will reach, if we will dig, if we will push in the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, gosh, Lord God, help us just to begin to understand what we would be capable of if we would tap into your word. God, I pray right now for boldness for your people coming out of this message. They would have boldness to share your gospel. They would have boldness to share your love, to teach and to talk about who you are and the access that you give through your son, Jesus Christ. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that every voice, every ear that is hearing my voice right now, that they would be moved, that they would run, that they would absolutely be overwhelmed with the desire to read your Bible, to read your word. If there's anybody here that does not know that God sent his son to die for your sins, you've never heard it before, you don't know that, He has. And if you believe that, if you will believe that, if you will trust that that is true, salvation can be yours today. What is salvation? If you want to know, if you want that, number one, and you want to know more, will you raise your hand? That is, that is great. That is great. Lord God, I pray for every person in this room today. God, I pray that there will be a fire that has been sparked, stoked, fed in the name of Jesus. That they would read your word, that they would hunger after understanding and wisdom and knowledge. And that they would take that and then apply it to their lives and then run out to teach and tell everyone they know about it. Father God, have your way in your people. Bless them as they go today. Minister to them. Send your ministering angels, Lord God, to minister to them as they go today. Be with us, I pray. In the name of Jesus. And we all said, amen. Thank you all for being here today.
God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And hope to see you next week.